Uh, why don't you start us this time? I went, I went first last time. Okay. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the In a Pickle podcast. This is Kat and Jamie, and this is our second podcast. Mm-hmm. And we get to have two guests this time. So, um, first of all, we'll just start off with, um, I think, introducing ourselves a little bit, and then we'll get to our super duper awesome guests here. I have a better idea. What? How about we introduce one another? How does that sound? Yeah. All right, Lauren, you go first. So I'm introducing Leia? Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, this is Lauren Stratman here with Leia Jansen, and she is from Spokane, Washington, and we are here in Kansas City. We are running some chicken and pickle clinics, and we're excited to be here. Yeah. Leia, tell us about this girl sitting next to me. Okay. Uh, well, this is Lauren Stratman. Um, I would say she's one of the, probably the biggest up, I know she hates this term, but the biggest up and comer, I would say, in pickleball coming up. Uh, she's from Knoxville, Tennessee. And yeah, we're about to start our year together in, at the PPA in Mesa. Um, so we're training here and teaching some clinics right before. Oh, that's exciting. Thanks. Um, yeah, so we're here within a pickle, and um, my co-host, um, you heard her last week, uh, is Kat, Catherine. Um, I call her affectionately. Um, Catherine is a boy mom. Uh, she is a certified PPR coach. You've been playing pickleball for about three years. Is that right, Kat? Yes. Former educator, um, yoga t- instructor. Um, what am I missing? Do-gooder all around. <laughs> um... Novelist? No, no, that's not true. No, no. Okay, don't make up lies. <laughs> and we're also here with Jamie Gerke, who runs Pickleball at the Sandbox, both leagues and tournaments, and has a ton of awesome tournaments coming up this year there. Yeah, thanks. Are you related? Yeah, are you related? Oh, Sandra? man, we get this question. No relation. No they're, relation. They're twins. No, no. no. <laughs> She's got the same. I'm her, right, I'm her. 15 year old, I was born 15 years ahead of, no, um, I met her um, at one of the tournaments that I put on here and I'm like, will you even spell our last name correctly? Like somewhere we've got, and I said, are you from, you know, up north somewhere? And she's like, I'm from Wisconsin. And I'm, I'm, I was originally, I was born in Northern Iowa. So somewhere our clan is surely together. So no totally. relation. Yeah. So you, you have some competition between um, Cassandra and Michelle Esquivel as my favorite uh, female player on the tournament right now. So oh, but you, you, okay. you guys are off to a good start. We had some good conversation okay. earlier. Uh, but Challenge accepted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> sweet. I kind of like those who talk the most smack, so we'll kind of see how this we'll see how this goes. Like, and again, you have stiff competition with Cassandra. Oh, with, yeah. With yeah. Pat, with they Kaz can talk, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kat, you want to ask the first question today? Get us rolling? Uh, sure, oh, I can wait, do we that. Need, we need to draw. We need to draw a winner. Oh yes, from that's last right. Podcast. So, as part of our podcast, we have some gifts to give out, and our first guest was Jay. I don't even want to say it. Devier. <laughs> uh huh. Yep, that. <laughs> and so uh, he signed a paddle along with Ben Johns, a mm-hmm. Vulcan paddle, Who's and that? we're going to draw the winner. <laughs> Who's Ben Johns? Um, he's this kid. He thinks he thinks he's a big deal, but he hasn't been on our podcast yet, so right. <laughs> he's really not. Yeah. He hasn't made it then. Okay, so I'm gonna have Leia draw out of my Halloween <laughs> pumpkin the winner of the signed paddle. Um, Levi Blan- Blanchett. 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 Yeah. He's, okay. Awesome. He lives in Denver, Colorado, or in, oh, yes. in the Denver yes. area. Yeah, he's so. a traveling pickleball player. He is, yeah. And um. Then our second gift is going to be a combo of a gearbox paddle cover 
which also has a little side zipper for your stuff and a cute gearbox hat. So we'll see who's gonna win those two. Curtis Bingham. Okay, oh, that's awesome. Because Curtis. his wife, yeah. Melody, plays with a gearbox, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's all for this that's one, it sorry. For this one. Oh, okay. yeah. I was gonna say Curtis Thank is you. gonna look really cute in that pink hat. Or maybe so. he'll wear it, yeah. Yeah, I know, look good on him. <laughs> and so as you guys listen this week too, um, to this podcast, we'll have trivia questions coming out when we produce this episode. So just be listening again and we'll post those questions and you can message in a pickle, our Facebook page, or email us at in a pickle with Jamie and Kat at gmail.com. Yay, you got it. Okay. Um, Can you guys just tell us how you got into pickleball? Um, Yeah, so actually it's because of Tyson McGuffin. I grew up playing with Tyson. My dad was his coach and um, kind of a few, about, yeah, around two years ago, he kept on trying to get me into it and um, because he was posting all about it on Facebook and my dad told me to try it out and um, he connected me. I was living in Grand Rapids, Michigan at the time with Andrea Coop. Um, so he connected me with her and I started playing and I played my first pro tournament at Beer City Open in 2019 and I pretty much got obsessed ever since. When you say you grew up cool. playing with Tyson, did you mean like tag or? Oh yeah, me and Tyson were both tennis players. Oh, my tennis dad player. was his yeah. tennis coach and like yeah, pretty much we went through junior tennis uh, some together so I, tennis was a huge, obviously a huge part of my childhood. Oh yeah, thanks. Awesome. But you, Lauren. Yeah, so I played tennis, obviously, growing up and played in college. And then I started teaching tennis after that. And a couple of my students had been telling me about this sport called pickleball. And I had heard about it from a couple other tennis friends who were petitioning all over Southern California to, you know, don't convert to pickleball. And I was like, oh, that <laughs> dumb sport. Why is that? They're taking over tennis. <laughs> so um, I was kind of anti pickleball already. I knew it was for, um, you know, I knew it was more known as a senior sport at the time. So wasn't super interested, but got out on the court with um, my students and played, you know, for an hour and then uh, didn't really play for about six months after it. So I didn't immediately gravitate towards it. Um, it wasn't until I played my first tournament, which was February of 2019, until I was absolutely hooked. So, yeah, now I'm all I do is pickleball. So, completely obsessed. So, both of you, two years on the on the tour. Pretty pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I know you both have nicknames, maybe. <laughs> on your Instagram, you go by Lolo. Yeah. And I watched an interview briefly with the pickleball librarian in which he called you Princess Leia. Yeah. So I didn't know if those were true nicknames that you guys like, or did people just give them to you? Tell us about your nicknames. Well, she did show up with the buns on the side of her head. So <laughs> there is that. Those are just the earphones for the oh, podcast. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've my whole life I've grown up just being called Low or Lolo. Uh, came from my family, and uh, a lot of my friends picked it up growing up in high school and it's just stuck. I, I like it as my Instagram handle. So generally people in pickleball will automatically call me Lolo or just low. Um, I respond to any of them. So yeah. You're cool with your nickname. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, sure how Leo feels about. Yeah. <laughs> people Leo. just don't know how to pronounce my name. I spell my name weird. It's L E A. So no one knows how to say it. So all growing up, I was Leah or Lee or 
something like that. And I never, I, even a lot of refs and players, and Lauren actually didn't know my name at first. I just responded to Leah. Um, so now that, <laughs> a couple months. Yeah, now that, That's so people nasty. always just call me Princess Leia. Just, it's the easiest way emphasis. to remember it. Okay. Was it any relation to that movie? No, that, it's a Swiss name. I've oh, never okay. seen it. My parents have never seen it. I don't okay. have nerdy parents. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're going to stop. We're going to stop the podcast right here. Thank you all for tuning in. (laughs) Join us next time with much better guests. (laughs) My ex-boyfriend actually tried to make me watch Star Wars, the old one, one time, and I, I just couldn't make it through. I don't know. Interesting. (sighs) Well, we still like you. Okay. So far, anyway. I'm also not a Star Wars fan. Hate to say it. I know so. <laughs> people get obsessed. Like so, upset. we have one yes for the nickname. One, leave it. Just leave it to Leia. <laughs> and I wasn't sure how to say your name either. I think just from tournament interviews, I've heard people say it correctly. Yeah. They're starting to pick it up. They're now. getting it. Yeah. Now. Okay, everybody from here on out, if you mistake her name, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna call you out. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, you. You said we'd just been playing for two years. You started in February of 2019. Um, just this past week was the uh, World Pickleball Championship. One, and I don't care who goes first, talk to us about your performance and then tell us, well, I'll be frank, what the hell happened uh, with the women's finals? Yeah, so um, we actually started with this team competition. I don't know if you guys saw that there was a Team USA versus Team World. So because Leia has a Swiss passport, she qualified to play for Team World. Wow. So I wondered how you ended up. Yeah, the- yeah, yeah. I don't, that was Wednesday, right? Was, yeah, 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 that was Wednesday. Yeah. So that kicked off the tournament. Um, so I played singles. I, I think it was I was the second match on. I played singles against Vivian David and pulled through that one, and then won my doubles match. And then Leia had two matches as well. Um, had a really tough battle against Michelle Esquivel in singles, and then ultimately Team USA came through, so that was a good start for the tournament. And then I played singles, um, I made it through the pool play, and then I uh, lost to Callie Smith in three sets. So she's actually been playing really well in singles. And then women's doubles was a little bit tougher, we didn't make it through pool play, me and Martina Coakley. And then uh, for mixed doubles, I got to the semifinals with Pat Smith, and we did not play our third and fourth playoff. Um, I'll, let t- I'll let Leah tell her results and then, and then we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Thanks, Lauren. Um, so in singles, I also made it through pool play and in another match and in the semifinals, um, Simone kind of gave me a lesson for the first time. <laughs> that was my first time playing her, so I learned a lot. And um, then in doubles, I played with uh, Andrea Coop, and we didn't make it through pool play. Uh, we had a t- tough first round loss that kind of take took us out of it uh out of the gate and then um in mixed i played for the first time with jw johnson and that was a lot of fun we had a good pool play and kind of had a quarterfinal heartbreak again to simone and callan dawson um and it ended kind of in a bummer but uh it was a lot of fun playing with him and we had a good tournament for the first time good good i want to come back to the jw thing um in a bit but um, let's go back to the what happened uh, with our with our finals. So, Listen, Callie listeners want to know. So, yeah. Callie Smith, I was supposed to play her in the bronze medal match, and um, she can't play Sundays. Mm-hmm. 
So um, that, and she made the finals as well in women's doubles. So she automatically was eliminated from, because of her belief, I, I believe she's a Mormon, that she, and this is all across the board all year, she doesn't play doesn't on Sundays. Doesn't play on Sundays, religious belief. Sure. Yep. Makes sense. Okay. Um, but, but, and correct me if I'm wrong, there were room, they were going to play it Saturday night. Is, am I making that up? Help me. We, help no us. one really knew. I oh, guess no one knew. No okay. one knew. So um, I, we don't know what was announced. But uh, while we were playing on Saturday, we just thought we were doing mixed doubles. That was my understanding. Which is yeah, which yeah. is what happens. So yeah, they, I mean we up, we just finished out the mixed doubles. The other factor was that it was supposed to rain all day mm -hmm. on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So there was all these different things like, well, what's going to get finished tonight? What isn't? What's going to be played tomorrow? And then. Um, yeah, it just was a little more complicated just because with Cali, but, um, you know. Uh, it's a well-known fact that, I mean, Cali only has only ever played two events um, at this stuff, and there was a finals on Sunday, so it, it just kind of seemed like the two things spearheaded, and it should have been dealt with probably, you know, a few months before. Ahead of time. You, yeah. yeah, I mean, Cali's a great player, so sure. there might be the possibility that she's playing in one of those. That's a great point. And so, yeah, so it's behind us. No big deal. But what do we do the next time, you know, something like that happens? This, so it's happening in Vegas because aren't we having a few? There's not very many championship Sundays, and usually she just lets her partner know she's not going to play that, that certain they day. They make it that far. I'm, and, yeah, no, no. well, uh, usually there's not championship Sundays. This oh. is kind of a new thing. So there's one tournament at the year end, usually uh, like mixed doubles or singles. A lot mm -hmm. of the times when singles was on Sunday, she was sitting out. Um, now it seems like mixed doubles is the event on Sunday. So she'll be sitting out of those a lot. And um, yeah, if this happens, she gets to the finals of the year in PPA Vegas. Um, we can kind of expect this again as okay. well. I know you both have tennis backgrounds um, to switch gears a little bit. Uh, we talked a little about the little bit of tension between tennis and pickleball sometimes, but I've noticed it seems like certain people will come from tennis and just shoot into pickleball really well, and then other people can't adapt or don't want to or something's not clicking. Do you have any thoughts about what about you guys specifically as players helped you adapt so quickly or want to play a whole new sport? Honestly, for me, I think once I played my first tournament in pickleball, it brought all of those competitive juices back. So I'm naturally just such a competitive person. And um, my favorite part about tennis growing up was competing. So when I wasn't competing in tennis anymore and I found pickleball and discovered tournament play, that just, you know, it brought everything back. And so naturally I wanted to work harder, wanted to get better faster, wanted to play all the time. So I think sometimes it just has to do with how invested you are. Um, I think that's why Leia and I have, um, we've you know gotten decently good rather quickly. Um, we work super hard, we play all the time, we practice and train. So I think that makes a huge difference. But then you know there's also the studying aspect of, um, you gotta learn how to take certain aspects of your tennis out of pickleball. You know, it's not the same sport. So, you know, whether it's, you know, if you're always stepping into your volleys or you're, you're still doing the same tennis volley, you got to change those types of things. So I think generally tennis players who are really stuck in their ways, those are the ones who have a little bit more, um, or it's a little bit more difficult for them. Or maybe if they were um, bigger hitters in tennis didn't have as much touchy-feely, you know, Leah and I were both really good doubles players in tennis. So that translates 
you know, very easily into pickleball. Used to a team. Yes. Uh -huh. yeah. So I, I like what you, I, I was talking to Rob Cassidy last month, and he does not come from a tennis mm -hmm. background, and he said kind of what you did, like a lot of tennis players who are in, who are playing pickleball are really predictable because they haven't adapted. They mm -hmm. haven't found mm -hmm. a way to wait. This is not tennis. This is a completely different sport. Mm -hmm. This is pickleball. So that's good to hear. Like from a tennis player's perspective, you change it up. You don't just stick to your, your For background sure. in tennis. Yeah. There's a lot in pickleball that's so counterintuitive as a tennis player. Like you would never hit a drop shot when someone's at the net. It just does not make sense. But once you kind of like start to understand, obviously, like the game, it, it becomes a lot easier. So. And Leah, so you had mentioned we were all chatting before. Um, you played tennis in college and then chose to take a little break towards the end there. So what was coming into pickleball like for you? Did you have that spike of fire again, like the com competition or what what drew you to pickleball? Well, I I feel like my famous quote is the only good thing that I got from tennis was pickleball. I was never a lover of tennis. My, my, uh, my sister can tell you this. My dad can for sure tell you this. Um, so yeah, I just, I really lost that spark and that fire, but, um, I can admit about like, you know, five years later, I was thinking, why didn't you just tough it out? Why didn't you actually put your all into it? So, uh, pickleball has actually given me almost like a second opportunity too. And I, and I actually do truly love it. So it's been like a nice thing where, uh, you do work hard at it and you sacrifice a lot to it and you like really stick it through and get the most out of it. So yeah, um, it's, it's just a completely different sport. And I can truly say, if you don't love it, you're not going to get to your like full potential. Leah, you brought up a name, um, that came up in the last podcast. I asked Jay, you know, um, Jay Devier, like, who are the up and comers? Um, in the sport, and if I remember correctly, J.W. Johnson was the first name that, that Jay said. Now you've used his name, um, just you played uh, this past this past tournament. Yeah. Um, future plans to play with him? Yeah, uh, hopefully. Um, Lauren can tell you, I kind of sing his praises on a daily, but uh, I saw this kid in, I say like October of last year, and he's was a shell of what he is now. He improves by the second. Wow. Um, like it's pretty crazy. And uh, he will give anyone and everyone a run for their money by the end of this year. By the end of this season. Oh yeah, he, yeah. the kid's amazing. He really is. And the more tournaments that he goes and plays, um, and the less he still plays tennis out there. He, he, as you guys say, like he still has tennis volleys. He still has tennis shots. Um, so everything he kind of does is just off of pure talent. So once he quits tennis eventually and learns uh, how to play pickleball, the kid's going to be unstoppable. I, so I committed to him for like a, a, a I would consider TOC a major, um, and people thought I was pretty insane for it back in beginning of December to play with him in August. But um, I I hope it's true. But even right now, um, by August, the kid is just going to be leaps and bounds ahead of people. That's exciting. I mean, that, oh, yeah. That's really exciting. And it the, it the game changes so much and people improve so much that I think people kind of get caught in like the here and now and this, and it's hard to see into the future. But um, if you just kind of look at his raw talent, you can really see that it's going to be, it's going to be hard to find a guy who can beat him. Wow. As, as a fan of pickleball, to hear you say that's exciting. I'm like, yes, I agree. As someone who will be 50 before JW can legally drink a beer, yeah. <laughs> um, it is not so exciting because there go my aspirations of, you know, like 
being any good. It would be nice to see, like, at least, I mean, I know me and Lauren talk about this, but uh, the same names on the metal stand each time, and it, it gets kind of boring. I don't know as fans, but I got kind of sick of the Patriots winning all the time. So it would be good to see new names coming in and taking down the big names down. You're in Kansas City. You can mention the Patriots. <laughs> do not That's mention. Right. Do not mention he who shall not be named. Okay. I, I need. A, it's too soon. Later. Okay. It's too soon. Let's hold off a little bit. Thanks. Um, obviously, you're both women. Uh, last week, a week ago today, in fact, was National Girls and Women in Sports Day. We're talking about um, young people up and coming. Do you feel any commitment, anxiety, excitement at growing the sport as your responsibilities as role models, um, as you know, as young successful women taking off in in this growing sport? Um, what are your What are your What's your feedback on that? Yeah, I mean, I think as female athletes, we can have a big influence on younger girls, younger women who are playing other sports. Doesn't have to be pickleball, but I always felt that way growing up playing tennis. And um, I've always looked up to people like Serena Williams. Love, you know, I love everything about her. She's a great competitor. Um, so yeah, anybody you know who's coming up. Um, I would love to be a good role model, be inspiring, um, especially as the sport grows. And I definitely feel a responsibility to continue to help the sport grow, um, not just at the professional level, but um, on the amateur level as well. I love to teach. I love to coach. Um, I would love to see it being developed at the junior level even more. So um, absolutely, I think that's a, a big component for sure. Leah, do you have anything to add to that or yeah. similar? I mean, I... I totally agree. And the cool thing about uh, pickleball is there's just it. There's so much growth going into it, and I think um, for like kids who don't want to play tennis, like pickleball is something that's just so easy to pick up, so easy that you can become pretty good at it. And I know like uh, for me, always having like an extracurricular thing I'm good at gives me a, some confidence, and so I just think it's always good for pe people to get involved in it. Um, along those lines, Lauren, I remember in December, I think you helped host a tournament, is that right, in yeah. Florida? Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit what it's like and what it means? Because I keep seeing some pros are hosting tournaments and I don't really know what that means. Yeah, I mean, I think not a lot of people really know what it means. I think it's generally just a name attached to a tournament. I think amateur players are drawn to tournaments where um, they see that some of the top pros are playing. So, for example, the last APP was hosted by Kyle Yates and Steve Kennedy. So I think people see that. They look through. They see, oh, you know, um, I don't know. Other top pros are playing. I want to go be able to watch them while I also compete. So I think that's generally what um, – I think the tournament directors are trying to draw more participants just by adding um, host names Okay. along. Yeah. Do you have any duties then at the tournament? Do you open the day or do you do it, anything like that? Yeah, it depends on the tournament. I'm hosting um, the Electrum Open at the end of this year. It's in December in Palm Desert. And basically my job is to sort of recruit as many professional players to come play. So, you know, immediately I text friends, you know, hey, come play this tournament. It's going to be awesome. And then generally there's usually some clinics um, that are also attached on. So um, I'll run a clinic with uh, Dane Gingrich down there. And then um, Leah and I are also going to host, she'll host one APP event and I'll host one APP event. So again, that's just, um, we'll do clinics and, uh, 
you know, we'll just hear our name a lot. So <laughs> pretty much throughout well, the live Well, it caught my eye because I had done your clinic, and uh-huh. I'm like, oh, Lauren's name's on this. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So it worked. <laughs> yeah. You're Perfect. Both, sorry, you're both doing a clinic tomorrow here in Kansas yes. City. And then um, Friday, do you, are you down in Wichita? Is that yes. right? Did I see that correctly? Are you doing any more on your, on your Midwest tour of pickleball clinics? <laughs> just for since we're getting ready for the um, Phoenix Masters coming up, we're just kind of keeping it minimal this week. So... Um, we're doing one tomorrow, three-hour clinic, then we'll fly to Wichita and we'll, um, we'll do just another small one along with an exhibition with Patrick Smith and Jack Oxler. So. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's so not something done. you hear often in Kansas City is we're going to fly to Wichita. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special connection with chicken and pickle. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, you brought up chicken. I know, Kat, you, you mentioned something about chicken and pickle and um, sponsored athlete with Lauren. Do you want to – I can't remember exactly what you wanted to ask her, but – well, I just thought it was neat. I remember seeing your first clinic there. That was the first one you've done, yeah. I think, in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And um, asking Jack, oh, this is really cool that Lauren's coming in. And he said, yeah, she's our sponsored athlete. And I was like, I didn't know Chicken and Pickle sponsored athletes. And he was like, she's the first. Yes, yes. <laughs> so tell us a little about that and how that came to be and what you do with them. Yeah, so I um, I randomly met Dave Johnson, who is the owner and I guess CEO of Chicken and Pickle. Um, It was very, very random connection. I used to live in Santa Barbara. I grew up there and I was teaching out there and um, played a few games with Dave and uh, we really connected and got along. And he told me, you know, you're gonna come work for me now, right? And I was like, no, I live in Santa Barbara. I love my (laughs) life. Like, I have a great job. And he was like, no, no, like, you're going to work for me. Um, so he, and he was right. He was very, um, he bombarded me with emails for a while and I finally flew out to Wichita and checked out chicken and pickle. I'm absolutely obsessed with that place. I can't wait to bring Leah and show her what it's all about, but it's just, um, like an electric atmosphere out there. I love it. So, um, after that he was like, so how are we gonna get you involved? I I didn't want to take a director position, um, just because I wasn't ready to move at the time. But um, so they they offered me, hey, we, we want to sponsor you. We want you to represent us when you're at all these tournaments. And we want you to come uh, basically run all of our, a lot of our clinics at every single location. Um, so that's that's pretty much what happened. They, they, they really set the standard for um, pickleball and entertainment. At the same time, I, yes. I was in Florida um, in December, I was in Mexico in January, and they're like, oh, you're, you're from Kansas City? Like, have you been to Chicken and Pickle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and which locations do you go to now? Because Oklahoma City just opened, is that right? Yes. Within about a month ago? And yes. And then San Antonio, is that open? Yes. Yeah, so we, now? we, the last time I did a clinic with you guys here, I, I did San Antonio as well, and we will hit every uh, single location this year. So there's, I think there's more opening up possibly this year. So Dallas, somewhere in Dallas. Yeah, I think I it's Grand Prairie or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So um, so that's the next one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So we'll we'll hit all the locations for sure. We'll do clinics everywhere. Leah, what's cool. Do you have sponsorships knocking on your door yet? Are you are you hunting them down? Do they hunt you? I, I don't do any they hunting. Hunt <laughs> I don't do hunting. Um, I'm actually, you know, working on getting my social media presence and all this up and running. But um, yeah, up until this year, I didn't really think there was much of a point. No one knew who Leah Jansen was. Yeah. Uh, so um, now I'm starting to work on it. And but mainly just kind of focusing on my results on court. Yeah. But you did just sign 
with. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I had, I do have a paddle sponsor and with engage, um, they, yeah. So once I started doing pretty well last year and breaking through, they reached out and I was using their paddle before the Maverick, also known as Jesse's paddle. Um, <laughs> Ben's old paddle, right? Ben's old paddle. Ben's yep. old paddle. Um, I, I, I haven't tried, uh, I have tried a lot. Um, but and I used it before. I loved the paddle, and it would take a lot for me to give it up. It was it was the first paddle I, I fell in love with. I think I probably great. have three of them here in this room, plus however many you have you yeah. know, stashed in that yeah. bag. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, a great paddle. Oh, I love it. Especially, and, and someone gave it to me because they're like, if you, you play tennis, right? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, this is a tennis player's pickleball paddle. Yes. For sure. Yes. We mentioned the clinic. Um, why? Why should I come to, why should I do a, a clinic in general? One, and why one with Lauren and Leah? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's a lot of pros out there who run clinics everywhere. So um, I think that Leah and I are pretty fun to hang out with. So that's one reason you should just come <laughs> hang out with us. We don't even have to play pickleball. But um, no, I think our approach towards clinics, I, I really like to think about um, just the way you think about playing pickleball so it's not just going out there and i'm not going to like correct your you know grip or you know whatever i mean unless you ask me to but generally i want people thinking differently about how to play where they're why they're you know selecting certain shots why they're um doing what they're doing what are they thinking about their opponents i really like to kind of break down um just how she and i think about it i mean Leah and i are probably the most obsessive <laughs> analytical strategical we study this game I, if you look through our yeah. texts i don't think we talk about anything besides no. like how we're gonna play people yeah. or how people play or what shots they like yes it's a constant like hey you know i record a second of a point and i send it to her what do you think of this and we just go back and forth so basically as coaches and teachers we we go in with that mentality because we are so strategical we like to take more of that type of approach and we're also like really big on drilling we drill and practice a ton so we like to you know give our students a lot of drills that they can go take home with and practice all the time you said the ppa i just read news yesterday or the day before they are not using the new serve rules that's right that right yeah and and they have outlawed uh, the Zane saw on the on the serve, right? Mm -hmm. Zane saw. I, I haven't Zane heard it like that. Oh, I've heard the chainsaw. Well, that only makes sense. <laughs> right. I believe he did a post where he referred to it as the Zane saw. Okay. He was like laying it. on the ground sad because they won't let him. I bet use that's. It. Yes. I bet that's quite the drama. Yes. It seems to be stirring up some Facebook controversy. The pickleball forum seems to be going a little nuts right now. So I think it's good for viewing me personally. Um, I know when I watch Tyson and Zane play in Punta Gorda, I've seen Tyson play matches before, and like the points are just so long and entertaining. And there were points definitely like that, but um, Zane's serve like made Tyson whiff a few times and. I like to see the points, so you know it's. A, I think for viewership, it will end up helping. I believe, but you know, definitely, Zane was really smart and he has made the serve into a weapon. So I can see his argument for he's just getting hurt for it. Certainly, yeah. but you know, it for viewership, I think it is good. Yeah, it's it's interesting to hear you say like Tyson whiffed. These are professional pickleball players, and and you know, if we're talking tennis, a big first serve is you know part of the game, but. Not in pickleball. But even uh, if 
I'm watching tennis, I prefer, I prefer most of the time to watch women's oh, tennis because so, I'm seeing 30 ground strokes so, where I'm watching Isner and, you know, Chilik play and serve ace, ace, miss, return. You know, it's, it's right, pretty boring. Right, 140 mile an hour serve. Exactly. Like, so done. done. Yep. And to that point, too, I mean, pickleball was never intended to yeah. have the serve be weaponized, which is why it's an underhand serve, right? So, I mean... Mm-hmm. Not to really make a full comment on Zane's serve. I, I played against it last week. It had a little bit of a kick. I mean, I didn't whiff any, luckily. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, maybe he doesn't go for it as much in doubles. But um, I, I do think it's innovative for sure. It's creative. Um, it'll be interesting to see how if the PPA does stick to that um, decision. It seems like they just came out with it. You know, the rules were supposed to be applied January 25th, and they just released this information, which I thought was interesting. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I've a lot of different feedback from a lot of, not a lot, a handful of pros that I've talked to about it. So I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts on that. It's, it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, last month we asked Jay about the PPA and the APP and, and you know, can two organizations coexist, two professional organizations coexist? And he was pretty diplomatic in his answer. Um, Do you want to weigh in on that? I don't want to repeat the same question, everyone, but I just want to see if you have any different thoughts than Jay did. And and if nothing else, we'll edit it out. We definitely hope so, I would say. Hope that it doesn't. That that, that they can coexist. I think it's uh, good just to spread pickleball all throughout the country and, the more the merrier so you know i definitely hope so do you anticipate a need for them coming i think about as as a lifelong sports fan i think about sports like boxing where you know there were three different titles at one time and Mm -hmm. you know you might have somebody different holding all three you know three different titles and and you know a unified belt was a big is there a do they need to come together eventually do they or is this can we coexist in this pickleball world Well, that's where I was going to chime in because I feel that the sport is too small right now to like right now, Leah and I have about, I don't know. I I think I have 35 tournaments on my schedule. I think she's got about 30. Um, And we're looking through these entries and there's not, you know, a ton of female players signed up. So there's a few, you know, big PPAs with only five women's teams. And then you know, you have the APP tour. So that was, so those are some PPA events. Then you have the APP tour with, you know, maybe different teams, but you know, still, you know, not that many. And then, you know, not everyone's going to go to everything. So we're just getting smaller draws. I just don't think we're fully there with the, you know, number of participation, at least on the women's side, um, to be having this many events. However, I'm pretty pumped because I, I did not sign the PPA contract, mm-hmm. um, very purposely because I, um, I love to play. I think that it's, um, for me, it was just too limiting. So mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I just, I ultimately, I, th- I hope that it doesn't hinder any forward movement with the sport. I mean, I probably will ultimately come together into one tour, one tour, buying out mm-hmm. another tour or, you know, whatever. Generally, we see that happen in other sports. So, you know, obviously the hope is that it just ends up being one good thing. But you never know. We'll see. We, we, we have, you know, experience from other sports, of, you know, racquetball, for example. Uh, I think it hurt the sport. Um, tennis ultimately got you know, has the ATP and the WTA. So that's been a good thing. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens in pickleball. Where do you guys see this sport 
looking forward five years or 10 years? Um, and along those lines, do you have a vision of what would be ideal in terms of like what you guys are doing with the sport? Because this is different than many sports in which you're limited to play only as a very young person and then it's over. A lot of people f are coming from other sports into pickleball and then playing a much longer period of time. So just looking forward, what do you guys see or what do you hope for? I know just speaking strictly game style, I, I think it's becoming much more exciting and the level of athletes coming in are getting better and better. Um, so the, you're going to be seeing a lot more. I know me and Lauren, I mean, we're not there to just be out there all day. You're going to start seeing teams with more offensive game styles. The waters brought it in, mm -hmm. but also you're seeing a lot of teams, people responded to the waters by learning how to counter. And so you're going to just be seeing a lot of uh, new different tricks, new different game styles. And with uh, the higher racket sport people coming in, you're going to see like, I know the drive and poach is going to be huge this year. Um, I mean, Warnick and Zane have already shown that quite a bit. Um, so I think from a game style wise, it's going to be really exciting, be a lot more hands battles, a lot more flying around, switching sides. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. And I think, um, the more that this sport continues to grow, the more money that comes into it, um, you're going to see more tennis players coming yes. in and those are generally the type of players who do not want to sit and dink all day. Um, and that <laughs> applies to Leah and I, you know, we can grind, but we want to speed the point up and it's not get in the way. And it, honestly, it's more fun. The hands battles are like what make pickleball so exciting. And I think what makes it fun to watch when you, when you see those guys out there with like 20 back and forth, almost like ping pong type or type of points, that to me is just super exciting. And to have the professional, or the professionalism of the sport continue to grow, we need to have viewership. And I think that type of game style is going to bring more viewership. I think people who don't play pickleball would never watch pickleball because they wouldn't understand what's happening with the dinking. Mm -hmm. But as it continues to um, you know, become more fast paced, I think we will increase viewership that way, hopefully. So, and then I'll, just to add on, you know, obviously there's been talk about it being in the, in the Olympics. That would be amazing. I think it's in the schools. Junior Olympics now. Yeah, being in schools um, and high school, if it was an NCAA sport someday, that would be incredible. Um, so yeah, just I think there's just so much more that can happen here, which is exciting. Definitely something I've noticed evolving lately is just the ATPs that come back, the Ernies that come back. Yeah, yeah. It's just becoming such a dance out there. Yeah. And everyone, I think, does build the anticipation, like you're saying, and a two-hit point, it's kind of just blah. But you start to get more and more hits, and it's like, when is this going to end? And it gets fast, and then it slows down. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> and then it goes again. I know even, like, when I first came in, people were still relevant who never practiced. And now I can firmly say, if you're not practicing, you're not placing. And um, I know myself, um, Tyson really inspired me to – start getting in shape off court and a lot of the t top pros are doing that i mean simone and Catherine, when i played against them in singles it was very obvious they can just they're so balanced out there they make you hit very hard shots that you have to bring up your athleticism so i think you're gonna start seeing the level rise as people just keep working and working and it's truly starting to become a professional sport there's no te pro tennis player that doesn't work hard off court or train hard C certainly yeah 
Um, you mentioned earlier you're sponsored by Engage Paddles now, um, Leah. One of the things that Kat and I want to make sure we do every time is give our guests an opportunity to give shout outs. So you're up. We're going to go with Leah first. Any other um, business companies, talk to us a little bit about Engage, whatever you want. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Engage and Robert Elliott. Robert's a great guy. Um, he is obsessed with pickleball and I get emails from the guy at like 4 a.m. about paddle technology and everything. And I truly do believe that we have a paddle of any type. If you don't like a power game like me, we have the soft encore. We have the poach. I know Michelle Escobar used she does, that. Yeah. yeah, she yeah. she just left, but she was using it for a while. So we kind of have everything, and um, we have camps uh, over a hundred all around the all around the country. So um, in any area of the country, and uh, around the APP and the PPA events. So if you're looking to learn, obviously you can check those out. But um, yeah, he's kind of been he started it since the beginning he's been one of the og paddle makers and there's a reason why he's still around he's a great guy so if you need a paddle i would highly recommend it yeah and lauren you use the cheater paddle i do i do talk to us about that the well-known illegal paddle on the circuit um obviously that it's those legal. are that's been said uh, it's completely legal it's been approved. I've talked to the main guy who, I forget what his name is. I think it's Don something. Um, Don sorry. I don't think it's Don Stanley. I think it's someone else, but um, talked to him multiple times. It's completely illegal, completely approved. We have a new paddle coming out. It's going to be a little longer, um, longer shape, a little thinner with a thicker, sorry, longer and thinner shape with a thicker core. Hmm. So, but with the same, um, carbon fiber surface um, and Electrum is known for how grippy it is. So the way that the, the fabric is kind of woven uh, allows it to have a lot of grip. So you can create a lot of spin with it. And it also has a very good combination of pop and power. So I feel personally that it's great for my game. Um, I love the feeling that I can put the ball away. So it's, it's pretty fun. Um, so huge thanks to Electrum for supporting me. They've, uh, I've been on their team for over a year now. We've uh, got some exciting things coming this year. Um, they also partnered with Chicken and Pickle, who, as we talked about earlier, they sponsor me as well. So huge thanks to Chicken and Pickle, Dave Johnson and Kelly Aldridge. Um, they've been amazing support for me. And um, I'll also shout out my friend, Tori Paravi, who is, uh, she owns a boutique in San Diego. I am always wearing her jewelry on the court. It's super lightweight, really cute, kind of chic jewelry. So um, I love it for playing on the court. I get asked a lot about the earrings I wear. Um, so you can check out Paravi jewelry on that one. And Sp spell that for us. It's P-A-R-R-A-V-I jewelry, Paravi. Cool. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, so those are those are my people. <laughs> That's awesome. Kat, any shout outs for you this week? Oh, well, uh, we want to shout out uh, Kansas City Sports. We're in their building right now. They originally started with youth baseball, but they're branching into pickleball as well. And that section of their company is called iPickle Nation. Most local people know about them. I would say they're definitely going to expand beyond Kansas City. It's a matter of time, but... They run all kinds of organized local round robins, tournaments, events. They record your points and keep statistics on players. So they're adding something to a rating system that's a little all over the map right now. Um, 
thanks to Gearbox as well. I'm a player with them, and they have donated some fun stuff for our guests, our listeners, so that they can win some prizes as they listen to our podcast. And uh, I enjoy playing with their paddles. So uh, I did want to ask Leah one other question. Will you be a part of any of those engaged camps? Are you a trainer with them? Or are you so busy with your own game? No, um, I'm going to start doing them more. Um, okay. So they're around a lot of the tournaments. So I'll be, yeah, um, I'm working it out with Robert as to, not this month, because this month is kind of crazy, but uh, March and through, I'm going to be doing some here and there. And we have a lot of great pros, um, you know, Gigi LaMaster, Jennifer LaCour, uh, Johnson Cola. They have so. come through Kansas City. I've had friends attend and come out better. So yeah. those are great yeah. as well. So, I mean, I think taking a clinic is good for anybody. I, it's the one sport where we don't really, me and Lauren talk about this. I'm extremely thankful for her because she's made so many changes in my game, just having another eye that I would never have. Um, so it's good to, if you've never had a lesson or anything, you'll learn a lot just even doing one. Well, I personally look forward to seeing you out there tomorrow. Um, Lauren, Are you I, coming? Uh, yeah. I'll be oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. I, I will warn you. I will be wearing a left knee brace. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Cover the knees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My left knee is shot. So I'll be there, too. Yeah. Awesome. Love I have a new mix partner, so we need to there you go. <laughs> figure some stuff out. Yeah, exactly. I always uh, want to give a shout out to, to JMO doing our sound behind us. Really appreciate it. Um, I forgot to mention last time that the intro music and the outro music um, also brought to us by uh, Jeremy. Um, so anybody out there needs a session drummer or just wants to hang out with a really cool guy, uh, hit us up because Jeremy's awesome. So thanks, JMO, for that. Uh, ladies, I had a great time. Hopefully, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to, you, if you didn't, just shake your head because our <laughs> listeners can't hear you. Uh, but if you did, really, I want to say thanks for joining us. Uh, it was awesome. Um, Thank you so thanks much for having, having us. us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, great to get to know you guys better. Yeah, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Us too. Thank All right, you. thanks good everyone. Luck. Good luck this season. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. We'll, we'll see you next time on In a Pickle.